0: You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's preacher is Pastor Brian Flammey. In the name of Jesus, amen. For whatever reason, our flesh demands signs. We pray for them. We refuse to trust in God without them, it seems like sometimes. Now, the pagans, by the way, are always looking for these sorts of portents and oracles and and clouds and tea leaves and the innards of birds. And even among people who who bear the name Christian, they've been confused to think that if God wants them to take a job offer or to get married or even to prove that he loves them, that the Lord will accompany uh, his answer with some sort of physical, visible sign. Some sort of physical manifestation that, confirms God's secret will. Now, I don't know if you've played this cat and mouse game with God's majesty, but I'm going to go out on a limb and think that at least probably at some point in your life you have, (laughs) because I know that I have. What's important is that you and I stop this. We have to stop this before the devil uses it to tear our faith apart. You see that the Lord can give whatever sign he wants And you know that. That's what the Scriptures say. The Lord parted waters. He fed with manna from heaven. He made fire fall from heaven. And He can give both rain and sunshine. But now, for us, the only sign that we need, the only physical manifestation of His will that we need, is His Son and the words that come from His mouth. If you ask for a sign, then hear Jesus. Now, this doesn't seem like is as exciting as uh, deciphering the coffee grounds that, you know, accumulate at the bottom of your styrofoam cup. But trust me, Jesus' words are much, much better. His words create faith. That is, fear, love, and trust in God, such that you will never look for another sign again. When you hear the voice of your Good Shepherd, and you are drawn to Him, you know that here, in your Savior's voice, you have found forgiveness and life. Now, this kind of faith, that hears Jesus' voice that comes to Him and finds His voice to be everything that they need, this is the kind of faith that we are going to learn about this morning. And this is the example that the Holy Spirit sets before us through this man that you heard about in the gospel lesson, this official. Uh, He's some sort of official in the uh, area of Galilee, you know. Um, He may have been a Jew or a Gentile. We don't really know. St. John doesn't tell us. What we do know is that he had a son who was at the gate of death. We also know that he had a faith that trusted in Jesus to do the impossible. And so St. John writes this. At Capernaum, there was an official whose son was ill. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. sounds like Jesus is, is chiding the man, doesn't it? Actually, I think that Jesus is chiding the man. In order to understand why, I think, you have to understand, uh, especially here in John's Gospel, the strange tension that exists between Jesus and the signs that he does. It's by no means that Jesus is against the signs that he does, but rather he's against those men who would put their fear, their love, and their trust in such signs and yet yet refuse to believe the man to whom the signs were pointing. God's own Son, the Christ Christ the Savior of the world. There are eight signs in John's Gospel. You know about the first one, when Jesus turned water into wine. And this, according to St. John, is the second sign that Jesus did, uh, the second sign that he did here in in Cana, in Galilee. You know about the other ones, too, like the feeding of the 5,000, when Jesus walked on water, and then, of course, when he gave sight to the blind man at the pool of Siloam, and, of course, there was the raising of Lazarus, right? Now, these signs, as you can tell, are very, very good. They worked just as God had intended them to. They proved to the people uh, uh, Jesus' origin, where he came from. And Nicodemus himself, in, in the third chapter of John's Gospel, says this. You know? He says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. We also know that these signs prove to the people that Jesus is the prophet like Moses, whom the Lord promised, whom the Lord said, "I will put my words in His mouth, and He shall speak to the, and He shall speak them uh, all that I had commanded them." So when the people saw Jesus feed them miraculously from the loaves and the fish, they said, "This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. The tragedy, the great tragedy of all of this, is that despite these marvelous and wonderful proofs that Jesus had given them, unbelief persisted. The same crowd who had their fill of the loaves tracked down Jesus on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, not because they delighted to hear the words that were coming from Jesus' mouth, but because, as Jesus said, they ate their fill of the loaves. You see, to them, the signs were not really gifts from God. But they became the criteria by which they would judge Jesus. And so they demanded from Jesus again, What sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? You see, once the signs become the criteria by which you judge Jesus, there will never be enough proofs. There will never be enough miracles. Your flesh will always demand and want more. Jesus would not be judged by them. The signs were sufficient, and Jesus knew that more of them were sure to follow. Do you know what Jesus does to these people who came to him? He points to himself. And he says, I am the bread of life. They ask for a sign, and he points to himself, and he says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. That was a treasure that he had just given them, the gift of himself. And yet they left him, just as the scriptures foretold. St. John says, though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him so that the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The people demand signs, but Jesus points to himself. And he says, it is enough to have me here, among you, touching you, speaking to you. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This, that is, I myself, I am the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. This is the sign that the official really needs when he comes to Jesus. He needs a sign that gives eternal life. And so Jesus gives him himself. You see, what is wonderful about this man is even as he is coming to Jesus, and even though Jesus, in some ways, is chiding this man for, for a faith that is looking for as the sign, uh, this man displays an incredible faith by running to Jesus with great and unimaginable courage. Uh, it's great because Jesus chides the man, and the man doesn't stop. Instead, he tells him, Sir, Come down before my child dies. As if, I don't care about the signs. You're right. I want life. I want the effects of sin to be undone. here with my family, with my flesh and blood. How does Jesus respond? He doesn't go with him. Instead, what does he give the man? He gives him his promise. Jesus says, go. Your son will live. (laughs) It may not have been the sign that he was expecting. And the Lord didn't even go with him as he was expecting. Instead, Jesus gives him a promise. That's it. Now, how would our flesh, the same flesh that demands signs, respond to something like this from Jesus? We'd probably storm off in a rage, right? Or we would stay with Jesus and shake him until he agreed to come with us, right? To come save our child. But what does the official do? He shows himself to be a, a true Christian. This is what St. John says This man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. In that moment, dear saints, when Jesus spoke, not after the man had gone home to see his son recovered, but in the moment when Jesus spoke, at the sound of his voice hitting the man's ears, the man trusted and he believed with certainty that his son was well. And so he left Jesus, not doubting, but firmly believing that the Lord had granted his petition. He left Jesus with his joy complete. Now this, this joy and this faith and this certainty All of this is nothing the world can understand. You see, they demand signs that use as evidence before giving a judgment. But long before this official ever saw his son, or long before he even heard the report from his servants who came and found him to tell him about his son's recovery, this official had obtained comfort and peace by no other means but by hearing and believing Jesus' words. This is the true miracle that is set before us this morning. This man had nothing to go on, except that he he had heard the gospel. That is, he had heard the report of Jesus turning uh, uh, water into wine. But this wasn't some kind of cheap parlor trick, you know. Instead, it was by hearing the report of this thing that, that Jesus' glory was manifested to this man. And so when his son was being overtaken by death, his true Christian faith had the courage to, ma- to demand the impossible, you know. He said, well, it, it's kind of uh, an incredible leap to go from uh, knowing that Jesus turned water into wine to thinking that Jesus can also bring life to the dead. <laughs> that's, the, that's the kind of faith that he has. The faith that trusted that this man, Jesus, could undo the works of sin and Satan in this world, that he can save from death. This is the kind of trust that you have obtained also. You have heard the reports of the apostles and the evangelists, just as this man did. And you trust in Jesus to be your bread from heaven, to be the sign that you need, to be your comfort and your peace, even when the devil throws everything he has at you. Now, this is not human faith or some kind of acceptance that makes sense. To reason. This faith is a gift from God. Dear saints, if there is anything I want you to remember for this morning, it's it's that Jesus' words are enough. His words are enough to scatter your fears and your doubts. They are enough to strengthen you in your certainty and your hope, just as it was enough for this official. His words are enough to undo sin and sickness and death. Here, you have the same words in this place, which means you have the same faith. And you know it. You've been baptized, and you find great comfort in your baptisms, you know. Now, what sign accompanied your baptism to convince you of the comfort of knowing that God has placed His name on you? Did you see sparks in the water when a little baby is baptized? Perhaps you saw fireworks. No. Uh, instead, Instead, you know the treasure that is God's Word and His name that is joined to that water. And By hearing and in faith, you know that where this water and Word are joined together, there a saint is welcomed into heaven. And you know and can see that this saint will live eternally. Now, like this official in the Gospel lesson, You live your life. (laughs) Uh, You know you live your life, knowing that you are in the midst of sin and death. You know, and you are confronted by doubts on every side. The devil is going to hound you, like I was talking about at the very beginning, by saying, "How do you know that God wants you to take this or that job?" You know, "How do you know that God wants you to be married to this person or to that person?" How do you know that God really loves me? You know, these are the kinds of doubts that the devil is always going to use against you. And you'll be pointing your eyes to anything and any place, as long as it's not God's Word, the the words that come from Jesus' mouth. But you know better, because you have obtained the gift of faith. Jesus tells you, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Jesus gives you the peace today and confidence and hope. Jesus is your living bread from heaven and he feeds your faith and he gives you life and he will keep and sustain it. His word, his baptism, his supper, that is enough. To God alone be the glory. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.